Praise the Lord, brethren. Amen. First John chapter 4 is our text this evening from verses 7. First John chapter 4 from verse 7. Now, I'm not going to go so much into the background study and many of those other areas, but just to put ourselves in context, that the Apostle John was exiled to the island of Patmos because of the persecution, the hatred against Christianity. And if we had the time to begin from verse 1, he introduces this first letter of John chapter 4 by saying, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but the spirits see, but tests the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. And the false prophets have learned how to use love, and they use love conditionally. But if we go down to our text, 1 John chapter 4 from verses 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we love the God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of he, because he has given us of his spirit. And John continues and continues. Let us pray together once again. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving us this opportunity to come into your holy presence. And for the opportunity that you give us to share about your attributes. And as we look at the attribute of love, having been from God, that it is not us who loved you first, but it is you who loved us. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you speak to us and help us to work in those areas where we fall short, those areas where we fail. And help us, oh God, to learn from the example of the Apostle John, but also put it in the context of today where love has become a very rare commodity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again, brethren, for giving me the opportunity to share with you. The Apostle John was giving us a challenge during his time. He was going through a very hard and a difficult time like many of us are experiencing. And today, my heart goes to the family of the Honorable Minister, 
who has murdered in cold blood this morning, that how can people act so mercilessly that you begin demanding to be paid for the person who are not responsible for paying you. And there is actually indication that all soldiers were actually paid, unless otherwise. But there is every indication that they were paid. But how do you begin to grumble and then you take? Assuming that was the basis of taking somebody's life. But what Apostle John is saying today, that even him, the time he was living in, is not very difficult from the time that we are living in. Very difficult time. Time where you cannot tell what the day holds, but you survive on the grace of God. We survive by faith in God. And what is he saying? He's saying, friends, we see every other day go by. We go through every day, regardless of what challenges we face, regardless of what a persecution we face, regardless of people denying whatever opportunities people deny us. He's saying, regardless of that, there is something unique that God has bestowed upon us, and that is his attribute of love. And that love he has not backed off from you. He has not backed from me. He has not even reduced it from anybody. It is an opportunity that he has given everyone. And he is saying, if only people could borrow and live a life of love, then automatically, then definitely, then automatically, then automatically we would have a better world to live in. Our families would be different. And so the Apostle John is saying, friends, this love is from God. And if this love is from God, he then begins in verse by by saying, beloved, let us love one another. He makes a passionate appeal. He makes a passionate call that we need to love one another and love without conditions and love without reservation, wholesale love. The problem today with the false spirits, the problem today with the cults, the problem today with some so-called men and women of God is that their love is conditional. It has a string that is attached to. Some marriages that are not true love have actually entered, have, have actually ended up on a rock. Families where there is no true love, love that has strings attached, that has conditions, and love that is not hinged on the love that God lavished on us have not ended well. So what is John saying? He is saying, friends, learn from me, who is telling you this, that while persecution broke off, I was exiled to the island of Patmos. But I've not held that to heart. What I have decided is to continue to love God. I have continued to love people of God. I have continued to minister in the presence of God. I have decided to tarry and thanks be to God that he has given us this opportunity to have moments like this when we can take time to reflect, when we can take time to pray, when we can take time to look at people who have gone ahead of us. And he begins verse 7 by saying, let us love one another. Because when I talk about love, 
I am not talking about filial love. I'm not talking about eros. I'm not talking about these other types of love. I am talking about agape, the love that God has lavished on us unconditionally. And that love is what God offered to us right from the beginning. And if we respond and we take hold of that love, then God will work out and do the rest. The verses 9, verse 8, he says, anyone who does not love does not know God. And then he concludes verse 8 by saying, God himself is love. So you might want to ask, why? Love. He's saying God himself is love. And then he continues in verse 9 that in this the love of God was manifest among us. And how was it manifest? That he sacrificed, that he offered, that he gave us freely his one and only son. No wonder in John 3 verse 16 he then says so that whoever believes in him will not perish. And when we believe in him he gives us the mark. And Ephesians says he gives us the seal of the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit helps us without reservations to live and to live the true life of love, the true life of God, the true life that God calls us as individuals that at the personal level we love ourselves, we love other people, but more importantly, we love God so that that love flows from God to us and God is able to receive us. At a family level, if you are a husband and a wife, you love one another without reservations. People who have been their married on material things. There are people who have built their marriage on beauty. There are people who have built their marriage on manipulation and coercion. And it's from the divine point of view. And that is where we need the spirit of God to come into us. And then he guarantees and he puts a seal on you and me as a husband and a wife. And that seal brings God to be at the center of our marriage and live as a husband, as a husband and wife. We live as a children of God and we produce and God blesses us to produce a godly offspring and to be used over him. And so he drives the people when he says in this love he, he lavished on us by sending his son into the world that we might live through him. Why live through him? You are dying because of our sinful nature. We are destined to domination. You and I, because of our sin, we are destined to the price for our sinful nature. But God, in his love, realized that it was not going to be very, very easy for you. It was not going to be very, very easy for me. So he sent his son so that he pays for you without reservation, so that he pays for me, so that he pays for me, and then he gives you and me that opportunity to receive from him, but also to get from him 
are wonderful so that you and I become co-heirs so that you and I become sons and daughters of God who reign with him up to eternity. Let me jump down to verses 11. If God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And then he continues, no one has ever seen God. If we love one another and abide in this, and his love is perfected in us. What an awesome submission. And he says, we all love one another. And when we love one another, then God abides in us. In the gospel according to John chapter 17, the high priest, priestly prayer, it talks about if you abide in me and my wife abide in you. If you abide in me, and on God, allow God to lavish his love on us, so that you and I thinking back who I was, who you were, we are able, not just to replicate, but we are able to receive from God, but also be able to show, be able to share, be able to respond at all times and in everything, so that in the way it is a challenge I trust in God. When it comes hard, we look up to God so that if anything seems not to be right, we go back to God. And that is why he is saying, if we love one another, he shows us what the state is, but he also goes ahead to show us what to do. Today, we are living, most of the Christians are living their life of experience. Some of the Christians are living their life because they don't stand for their father was a reverend, their father was an archdeacon, and maybe or be some people because of their level of education, some because of how much they give in the church. Friends, the Apostle John lays a clear foundation and he says, God loved us first. And if we love one another, if we respond to that love and we love one another, God abides in us. And then his love is perfected. He makes it relevant. He makes it work. He makes it action oriented. And then he concludes in verse 13 by saying, By this, we know that we abide in him, and because he has given us his spirit. What do we learn? 
from what? What do we learn from what? The apostle Paul is teaching. What do we learn from what the apostle Paul is saying? Number one, salvation is not something that you and I can live on our own. Salvation can only be lived if we follow what God says. Number two, Christianity is about a loving God looking for a simple man. That is what makes Christianity unique. That's what makes our faith no ordinary faith. And that is what distinguishes Christianity from other religions of the world. Other religions of the world is about a sinful man looking for a kind God, seeking forgiveness from God, seeking mercy from God. But Christianity, it is God looking out for a sinful man. And that is why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for, to live a life of an earthly life to come in the form of a man so that we learn from his example. And then he extends that invitation saying, you have learned from me, you have seen from me. And he says, it is possible. So my faith and your faith is hinged on the love of God, love unconditional. So that today, when you say Lord, I submit and surrender to you. God receives you and me with the open hands. Number three, we clear from this question. Love is from God. And when we respond to his invitation, even up to today, he says, Come to me, all of you are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, for my yoke is like my my, my yoke is light and my burden. Is, is it so he's extending that invitation to you and we continue that it has no limit even today he's ready to receive but again don't wait because there is a day and the Bible says the day and the hour is not known and then it can be sound finally god gives us his sin that when we respond to that invitation and accept him, the Bible says he puts on you and me the seal and the approval and the mark of the Holy Spirit. Still work in you and me shows us what is good and we do it and shows us what is bad and we avoid and run away from it. Unfortunately, today, instead of responding to the conviction, to the work, and what the Holy Spirit is showing us, many people have decided have decided have decided to do what is not expected of them. No wonder, Pastor Paul Mackenzie 
of the Good News International Church in Malindi, India, made his fast until they died. And by Thursday last week, the death toll had hit 90 people. And people still follow. And God is saying this to my people. And God is saying this And what are they doing? They are busy mocking themselves, stupid and silly. They are very busy deceiving everybody left, right, and center. They are very busy doing all the evil things that have been mentioned. And God is the same. If we are, if we love one another, and God abides in us, and his love is, perfect, is perfected in us. And then he concludes in verse 13, I say, by this, we know that if we abide in him, and he in us, because he has given us his spirit. And by giving us his spirit, he did not leave us as orphans. And by giving us his spirit, he, his spirit, he then outlines in Galatians chapter 5, a life that we live in the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, and a life that we live outside the spirit of God. And he outlines, and he says, a life that is lived without God is characterized by the following. And he outlines them. And unfortunately, that is what is common in our society today. No wonder we are struggling with taxes, with unfinished promises. We are struggling with the pledges that have not been fulfilled. Why? Because most of the money has gone into corruption. From 2021, people have become so reckless and so merciless that we as a nation can sink 20 trillion shillings into corruption. People have become so reckless and so merciless 
that when you look at statistics of how many children are raped every day in Uganda, it can now be counted per second. You look at the number of teenage pregnancies and our children are at home for holidays and they are everywhere on the streets of Kampala and they are everywhere in the suburbs of Kampala. Parents don't care. Parents cannot sacrifice to leave their place of work and go home and spend time with their children. Parents have sacrifice. Take children out for coffee. Go to visit a relative. Go and check out on somebody who is sick. Or just sit at home, watch a movie, sit at home, play a coffee together, sit at home, play a game together, sit at home, prepare food together. I don't know whether we understand what we are missing. And that is how we can show love to one another. Love yourself, love your spouse, love your children, love your parents. Fellow ministers who are on call this evening. Let's love the sheep God has us. And sometimes loving the sheep. When we look at our portion of scripture, we realize that the situation that Apostle Paul was going through is not different from what most of us are going through today. Because he was going through persecution. He was going through a very, very hard time. But he chose not only just to share the message of love, but he chose to live a life of love. And what was his secret? Because he says it in his word that God loved him first. And he says, even you and me, God has extended that love and how has he extended that love? He has extended it through his son. And so he's saying today, at an individual level, we need to love ourselves. At a family level, husbands should love their wives. Wives should love their husbands. Parents should love their children. And children should love and honor their parents so that we allow the love of God to saturate us. So that at a work level, at a church level, we love each other as believers, we love each other as the children of God, so that we then win the admiration of others who are not part and parcel of us. But also now the other part is that at the national level, like we heard today, that honorable minister, was shot dead by his own God, which is very, very unfortunate. Somebody cannot even think of what his family is going to go through. He's not even thinking of how the person is going to feel the pain. And then now two families have lost their heads. The honorable minister is dead. Now the culprit Oak, has also taken his own life. Now two families have lost family heads. So how are those ladies going to live? How are they going to manage those children? We commit them into the hands of God. But also if we had the love of God, because then the love of God leads us not to revenge, leads us not to act in a manner that is ungodly. The love of God instead leads us to forgive. The love of God then leads us 
to exchange any problem with love so that people can see God at work in you and me. And I was bringing it to a close by saying in verses 12, he then says, no one has ever seen God. And then he says, if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. And so what do we need in our Christian walk? Is it to understand that Christianity exceptionally is hinged on love and it is a loving God looking for a sinful man. He is ever on the lookout for a sinner. He is ever on the lookout for you and me. And so he has given us that opportunity free of charge that when we accept and respond to him in the affirmative or positive way, he welcomes us wholeheartedly and he does not count the past on you. He does not count the past on me. He opens a new chapter. That is why the Bible says whoever is in Christ is a new creature. The old has gone and the new has come. And God is calling us to be new creatures. And so we pick on a few lessons. One, through love, God is on the lookout for sinful man. If we lived sincerely and truly a life of love, then our world would be a better place than it is now. Our families would be a heaven on earth. Our marriages would blossom and everybody would be worshiping and glorifying God. Our country, like our motto says, for God and my country would really be the pearl of Africa. It would really be a heaven here on the planet Earth. And so the challenge then I want to conclude with goes to fellow ministers that in the Middle East, true shepherds led the sheep so that they take them out from the kraal, they take them out to pasture, they take them out to water, and they lead them back home. And they put analogy and said, if you saw anybody chasing the sheep from behind, that one was taking them for slaughter. So are we chasing the sheep? Are we chasing for gains? What is it that we are doing with the sheep? Are we role models? Are we leading by example? Are we providing guidance? Are we providing leadership? Are we loving them as they are so that we turn them from wherever they are into the kingdom of God. So prayer for heads of families. My prayer for everybody is called is God unconditionally is taking us a challenge to live a life of love. And he puts it very clear in Galatians chapter 5 that when we live a life of the spirit, there are things that but specifically will manifest. But if we continue in the world way, there are things that will persist. And unfortunately, we need to get back to God so that we reclaim our position of God, of being in God, 
by the power of his Holy Spirit so that we radiate and manifest those that fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5. And may the good Lord richly bless you and thank you very much for the opportunity. God bless you. Amen, 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 Reverend Wasili. Thank you so much for the word. Thank you for allowing God to use you to speak to us about love. Basically, the whole sharing was about love, and it is so touching as believers, as Christians, as married, as children, to see that the spirit as according to Galatians 5, verse 22, if not loving us, then we cannot love God. And it is all, it comes back to us to repent, to repent where we have not loved, where we have not loved ourselves, where we have not loved other people, our, our brothers and sisters, our parents. So let's be in prayer, let's come together in prayer as we bring repentance to the Lord for not putting love into action in our lives. Father, King of glory, we give you thanks, we give you praise for this, your word, your servant, your so my master, thank you for the way that you have used him. We thank you for using him to speak to us about love. Father, in the name of Jesus, love is a commandment to us. For your word tells us in John that we, you loved us, so we should love one another. But Lord, we have not loved. There are very many, in very many areas, Lord, we have not loved, even to the extent of not loving ourselves, O King of glory. Therefore, Lord, we bring repentance before you, O God. We ask you to give us, King of kings and Lord of lords, we have not loved ourselves, King of glory, as as individuals, oh God, where we have not loved our siblings, where we have not loved our relatives, uh, parents, other people that we have put around us, including even our very own children, oh King of glory. Father, forgive us, oh God. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that this evening, oh God, may you remove where there is hatred, oh King of glory, and plant their love, oh God. Plant love in us, oh King of glory, so that we can be able to to be filled with that, with the Holy Spirit, O King of glory. Because, Lord, if we do not love, there is nothing much that we, can, we are going to do. Because your scripture tells us that we can do all things, but without love, we are doing nothing. Therefore, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you teach us. You teach us to love one another. You teach us, King of glory, to show love to our leaders. We ask you, King of Glory, to teach us, so King of God, to show love to our children, to show love to our partners, to show love to our parents in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that King of Glory, you reactivate it. You reactivate the fruit of love in us, my master, in the name of Jesus, because without love, we are doing nothing, oh, King of Glory. Father, forgive us where we have moved a life, where we have lived a life of pretense, 
Forgive us, O King of glory, where I've been hypocrite, O King of glory, thinking and saying that we love one another. We love you, yet we do not love one another, King of glory, because your word has told us that if we do not love our brothers, then that means we don't love you. Father, forgive us, O God. Forgive us where we have used the word love in a wrong way, King of glory. Forgive us, King of glory, in the name of Jesus. Forgive us, O God, such as deeper Lord. God, such as deeper, my God and my Father, and remove out everything that causes us not to love, oh God. My God and my Father, remove, remove that jealousness, oh God. Remove the bitterness, oh King of glory. Remove the pride, my God and my Father. Remove, oh my God, everything that is a hindrance, oh God, for us to love, oh King of glory. In the name of Jesus, oh Lord. Father, we ask you this evening, oh God, may you remember Master upon us, oh King of glory. That price that you paid on the cross of Calvary, my God, to be forgiven all our sins, oh God. May you remember mercy this evening, oh God, and forgive us, oh God, and reactivate the fruit of love in us, oh King of glory. Those that didn't have it, oh God, may you plant it there, my master, in the name of Jesus, oh God. Those that have been moving in pretense, my God, may you take away the pretense, oh King of glory, in the name of Jesus, oh Lord, and expose us, oh God, to your love, my God, in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord. King of kings and Lord of lords, we welcome you this evening, O oh God. We welcome you tonight into our hearts, O oh King of glory. We welcome into our hearts, Lord. Welcome into our hearts, my King of glory. Remove whatever is a hindrance, O oh God. Remove whatever is a barrier, O oh King of glory. Remove whatever is a stumbling block for us to love, O oh my master. In the name of Jesus, O oh Lord, and reactivate your love in us, my God. In the name of Jesus, O oh Lord, so that we may be able to love one another. And at the end of the day, Lord, we shall know that we love you, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, O oh Lord. Father, King of glory, we thank you so much, O oh God. In the same spirit, Lord, we thank you for the grace that you have given us to live. My God, according to our preacher this evening, O oh God, the example that he has given, O oh God, it is by grace that we live, my God. Thank you, Lord, for that grace for us to live, my master. Thank you, King of Lord, for that love that you have for us, because your word has told us. Father, thank you for the love that you have for us, oh God. Even when we have not loved you, Lord, you have loved us, oh my master. Thank you for your faithfulness to us, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh Lord. Thank you, King of glory. Thank you, King of glory, for that price that you paid, oh God. For that price that you paid, O King of glory, on the cross, my master. Lord, there is nothing else that, Lord, that can can pay for the sins that we commit every day. There is nothing that can pay apart from your blood, your blood on my master. Therefore, Lord, we thank you for that price that you paid on the cross of Calvary, my God. Thank you for that price because it's it's itself, Lord, shows that you love us, O King of glory. In the name of Jesus, Lord, the mere fact that you gave up your only and only begotten Son, O King of glory, that shows how much and how deep you love us, O my Master. Thank you so much for that deepness of your love to us, O my Master, in the name of Jesus, O Lord. In the same spirit, Lord, we ask you, King of glory, to teach us to live a life of love, that wherever we 
we shall be, oh God, we shall live love, oh King of glory. We shall move love, we shall talk love, we shall think love, we shall meditate love, my God, in the name of Jesus, oh Lord. Teach us these things because without you, Lord, there's nothing much that we can do on our own, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, we ask you because you are our best teacher, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are our best teacher. Teach us how to live a life of love, oh God, that everywhere will be, oh King of glory. Your love will be shining all over us, oh my God, that the people, the people who will see us, oh God, will see it even on top, my master, in the name of Jesus, oh Lord, that Father, it will come from the deep inside us, oh God, and to be be seen on us, my master, in the name of Jesus. The way we talk to our friends, oh God, the way we smile to them, the way we see them, oh God, the things that we tend to listen, oh King of glory, the way we walk, the way we dress, my God, that everything will reflect your love, my master, in the name of Jesus, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, oh Lord, King of kings and Lord of lords, we welcome you, Lord. We welcome you, Abba Father, because for us, we are nothing without you, Lord. There is nothing that we can do without my master. On our own, my Lord, because we have flesh and blood of God, and our lives are full of sin, my master. We are full of sin, my Lord. of Jesus, that to come in God, our best teacher, come in just give love in the name of Jesus, oh Lord. Holy Spirit, in the same spirit, Lord, I ask you, King of glory, that you teach us, oh God, you remind us, oh my master, to have love for God, the love of God, oh King of glory. In the name of Jesus, oh Lord, remind us always, oh God, whether we are in our houses, whether we are on the road moving, whether we are in congregations, whether we are in markets, whether wherever we shall be, Lord, Father, remind us to have the love of God in us, my master. In the name of Jesus, I pray the name of Jesus, as the said, O King of Glory, as the said, O King of Glory, that the priests, O God, our leaders, the church leaders, should be role models, O God. Father, I pray that this night, O God, you visit our church leaders, O God, from the, the topest, O King of Glory, to the least, my God, in the name of Jesus, O Lord, and teach them to love the flock, O King of Glory. Teach them that love, my master, that Lord, wherever they will be king of glory always remember their flock oh king of glory in the name of jesus oh lord father remind them oh god remind them to love us oh king of glory as their flock my master in the name of jesus oh lord king of kings and lord of lords there are those that seem to be hard oh king of glory not even to be loved my god but i pray in the name of jesus that as they look at us oh god holy spirit you guide them and lead them on how they will love us, so 
O King of glory. In the name of Jesus, O Lord, Father, King of glory. Father, give them the strategy, O God. Give them the strategy, O God, on how they are going to love us, O God, especially us, who are some of us who seem to be unlovable, my God. In the name of Jesus, O Lord. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that King of glory, you come and take over, Lord. Come and take over concerning love because love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers everything, oh God. Therefore, Lord, without you, King of glory, we cannot love in the name of Jesus, oh Lord. Father, we welcome you tonight, oh God. We welcome you, King of glory, to come and search our hearts, oh God, search our minds, search us, search our talks, oh God, the things that we talk about other people, Lord. Father, the way we behave, the way we take ourselves, King of glory, and Lord, wherever we have not been showing love tonight my master we ask you to teach us to love my god in the name of jesus oh lord as you love that's oh king of glory that we may be able to love one another because love is a command for us to do in the name of jesus oh lord father we give you thanks we give you praise for there is no one else like you in jesus mighty name we've been able to pray amen amen, amen.